Hey guys, just a quick word before this episode of DVD Extras, the podcast podcast where we talk about whatever we want. This was recorded a couple days after the events in Charlottesville, and Andy and I were kind of punchy about it. So for the first 20 minutes or so, there is a lot of talk about morality. And the kind of awful things people justify doing to other people. So just be aware of that. Also, you'll notice that this is uh, considerably longer than a normal DVD extras. We're going to try to make them longer from now on. This one clocks out at about two hours. We're, we're probably going to go for one again from now on. We just weren't that happy with the, uh, with the longer conversation cut up into short bits. Thanks for listening. Am I coming through okay? Yeah, you're, you're coming through all right. I just um, we've got we, we're on a third Wi-Fi provider, so uh, occasionally it'll break out for me because our connection isn't exactly solid. Mm. But I am getting a higher upload rate. Oh, that's good. So, so. here's here's something I have discovered about this computer. So I got a gaming desktop yes a fairly low-end gaming desktop you know you you help me pick it it works it it was for like 500 bucks. yeah you know it does pretty well yeah you're not going to be playing like anything that came out this year on the highest settings but it's good enough for most generic games. right okay and here's a great thing about this desktop it's got like 30 fans in it so it never overheats right oh no yeah well there's a problem <laughs> Yeah. So we're going to hope that that's the, not too bad. I can't hear it. I have but, surrounded my uh, microphone with a quilt. Yeah, that... hopes that will cut down on various noises. That's probably going to help a lot. I know for a fact that I'm going to be getting a thin hum because my current uh, desk is right next to our mini fridge, mm-hmm. which is just constantly, okay. constantly making noise. Um... Okay, so uh, let's do time that is, and then let's just... I can tell you right now, I've not even attempted to watch either of the movies because oh, it's just... Pity. It has not been in the cards for me at all. I'm probably going to try to watch them tonight. Okay. Because starting Sunday, my life is just going to be a living hell. <laughs> Perfect. Great. So, when do you, do you want to call the time that is? Hey, it's Independence Day in, in Indonesia. Oh, uh, what? Thank you, time.is. Uh, yeah, you, uh, let's do it at the, uh, 45 seconds. Okay. I'm getting better at choosing closer times. Sink. Sink. You good? How's that? I don't know. I mean, like, you're editing this now. This is your problem. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, did I tell you? <laughs> In fact, I know I didn't. My last DVD extras that I edited, this one, I mean, yeah. I'm not even quite done with the with, with the thing yet. Where I'm like the tail end. Yeah. Um. You know, I was I was recording that on my crappy laptop that I knew was on its way out, and my yeah. audio cut out like three or four times. 
Which meant I de yeah. like three or four separate times. Oh shit. Ooh, that's a lot of fun. Alright, you just start that sentence over that way you can just cut that out. What'd I do? What happened? No, that was me. I, I made a I made a Windows noise. Oh. Sorry about that. But it's uh, it's not a super big deal. So I got for my okay. birthday I got a um I I love this only because I do this podcast. Um, yeah. My mom found at the airport a notebook um, that looks like a VHS of The Lion King. That's cool. Yes, and I used it to uh, to take my notes on Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. It was rad. That's rad. That is beyond fantastic. I'm excited. Um, I am very tired. I'm sorry. Not not in the least because of just. It feels like it, it feels like like this year has has is actually has actually been thirty thousand years. You that's, know. That's be fair. Be because every like every month our country seems to want to spiral further and further uh into what i assume is the pilot for a shitty tv show where racists win now but then lose it could be i was gonna say they probably lose eventually here's the thing okay <sighs> There's this thing I want to say, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk about it on the show, but I'll say it, and then I can decide. I, I wanted to I mention that fact that I think both of us both of us have things to say about this thing, and that we would both be unhappy if we didn't talk about it. I think that's true. Okay, so one of the things I like about our podcast, and there are a lot of things... Um, genuinely, that I regret about the podcast. Like, I regret... Uh, certain ways that we ended up making it or the fact just like terrible sound quality or just the fact yeah. that neither of us ever have the amount of free time required to like like we made a podcast where you need to have three to four hours alone by yourself before you record it because we're watching two movies yeah i think i think our problem <laughs> is that we're watching two movies i feel like if we cut it down to one movie like most Podcast, but that would be just do? like every other podcast, Andy. Can't do it. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but the reason they do it is because it's sustainable. I think we can be sustainable. I believe in us. Anyway, well, the point there. There's a lot of stuff I do regret about our podcast, but it's all little stuff. One of the things I really do love about our podcast is I don't think you could be a hateful person and enjoy listening to our podcast yeah because the things we talk about is always feminism or race relations and how yeah. how these movies that were made not that long ago already feel dated on certain extremely important points and stuff like this um however, yeah i mean 
Uh, I I want to barrel through this if that's okay. Yeah, go go for it. I have a long thing that I want to say. Okay, because I was gonna say, however, there is a type of person that probably does listen to this podcast because this is the type of person that I think most people are. Okay, so there's a a popular misconception that the most moderate thing to do is the safest and best thing to do. And it makes sense why people might think this. Mostly because it doesn't... That means it doesn't take a chunk out of your life. But this misconception means that, like, sometimes parents don't get, give their kids vaccines because they think, well, obviously the safer thing to do is to not have a medical procedure. Or sometimes people say... Well, obviously, well, Nazis are bad, but obviously the people marching against them, they're just as crazy. Because clearly the only useful thing to do is to sit inside and ignore them, and then they'll go away. And that's not how Nazis work. And this is a misconception about, and it's not just about hatred, it's about everything. But it's that good people, people who are... Who, who genuinely do believe in, like, love over hate and also just fucking dislike Nazis sometimes won't raise a finger because that seems like it's going too far. <sighs> yeah. And I um, just, I saw a lot of that over the, you know, since this weekend. Yeah. The, there is this false idea in our country that doing nothing is the best thing you can do you've said that but there's also this idea that anybody who is willing to stand up against a radical movement must themselves also be radicalized in the other direction which is a fallacy in the largest sense of the word on one side, you have people who are announcing themselves to be filled with hate and racism and violence against these minority groups. And on the other side, you have a bunch of people that all they're saying is, no, don't do that shit. And in a way, we live in a country that doesn't want to talk about race. Not even just in a way. Mostly because our country very heavily was built on the backs of an african-american group that was subjugated oppressed and only very recently in our history given full citizenship in the loosest sense of the word Mm -hmm. the civil rights movement 1969 my like my dad was born then that's less that's less than a generational gap Mm -hmm. there are still people alive today who remember the Jim Crow days and who remember relatives that were born slaves. That's how close this history is to us. Not only that, but there, you know, there are one or two people alive today that uh, survived the Holocaust. And there are 63 million children of those descendants. If you refuse to talk about racism, its effects on the United States politics and citizens you are enabling these oppressive, racist, hateful groups. That's that's a plain-ass fact. 
by refusing to speak out, you are silently letting these people exist without consequence. And that might not be support in the way that most people think of it, but it is a support in the same way that refusing to kill a nest full of rats lets your house be infested with rats. And the reason that we are talking about this specifically is because as of as of this recording on the night of friday august 11th and i'm going to talk about this because i fucking like i i have not been able to talk about this and i'm going to because i have to get it like out of my body so that i don't fall over and die Mm -hmm. is that that's okay no that's is that on the night of friday august 11th yeah it's gonna be quiet and sad i think yeah i mean that's cool um yeah it could like and i must just start from scratch on the night of Friday, August 11th, a rally of Nazis and others at all marched against the University of Virginia in protest of the, the university taking down a statue of General Robert E. Lee. These people were met by a small group of university students who stood their ground against this sea of hatred and were beaten. 14 of them were injured that night. This group of white supremacists, Nazis, and South Will Rise Again Confederate sympathizers continued their rally the following morning of August 12th, where they were met again and again by large groups of counter-protesters who refused to be shaken by their hatred. And that day, a member of this rally drove their vehicle headfirst into a peaceful crowd, injuring 18 people and killing one, a woman named Heather Hayer. This is an act of domestic terrorism and hatred. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's what it was. And that following day and since then, our president has refused to denounce himself and his campaign and his cabinet from this hateful platform of white nationalists, choosing instead to align themselves with them against what I'm going to say is the rest of decent humanity. He is a coward. He is a racist. And neither he nor these supporters of his who align themselves with white supremacy, with Nazis, with Confederacy sympathizers, will divide us because we are tired of this shit, but we are still angry, and there have been marches in solidarity that have happened and that are happening throughout the United States with Charlottesville that prove we are bigger than they are and that we will not allow them to fill us with this kind of terror without consequence. I am like shaking with anger that this kind of thing is happening in my lifetime and that there are people out there who are refusing to openly speak out against this. I know people who are terrified by this kind of movement. I myself am terrified by this kind of movement. I am a first generation immigrant. This directly affects me and my family. And to all of those people saying that there are that there is hatred on both sides, you can fuck right off. Yeah, because is... it's not the same. That's the, eat a fucking acid dick. That is the yeah, biggest seriously. load of bullshit. Eat an acid dick. What the fuck? Um. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm sorry. I am like crying a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it has been a rough week, and can I say it has been strange. Because I am somebody who, who has no reason to fear these people. Uh, we have we have talked about this uh, a little bit before that like close-minded people are like still likely to 
at least kind of listen to me because I'm a white dude. And yeah. It's it's the biggest load of bullshit, and it's it's it's. It feels like a lot of responsibility for somebody whose only qualification is being a white dude. I mean, I, 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 I I was there. Uh, my dad lived right on the street when that um, when 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 Jesus Christ I cannot speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that kid was killed, you know there were marches yeah. up and down the street, and these were just people who didn't want to be shot by the police. Yeah. And this this is this is just the same thing. We're seeing so much of this, and one of the things that. I know that I'm not even close to the hundredth person to point this out, but one of the things that made me so angry was seeing this Nazi rally, because that's what it was, was seeing this Nazi rally, and there were, like, no cops not none and the ones that were there like from all accounts that i have heard did not lift a single fucking finger well and i and i have seen i mean it went on for a while so at a certain point there were just like stop fights and stuff but what they did not do was sort of what you expect cops to do in this situation which is either lose control or use a heavy hand or all this stuff because these people were white and again from cleveland that's just like not what happens when a group of black people get together it's... And I, I i i cannot articulate how wrong that is it's that's just it's just simply incorrect yeah it's i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm i can't talk and i'm shaking yeah it's this it would have been a really nice day to talk about winnie the pooh yeah and and like and again, like, this is something that I think we both have just, like, felt this, like, build-up of needing to talk about it yeah. in some way. Yeah. no, into, that's true. And, it is. and as small as, like, as small as our platform is, like, and as much as this is pretty much just both of us yelling into an endless void, it's very cathartic, I think, to be able to say it. I am going to change the subject, and we can come right back uh, if you still have more to say, because I feel like I still have more to say. I, yeah, I, I up, think I think we can both naturally come back to it. Yes, when we've both calmed down up, a little uh, bit more and are ready to rile ourselves up again. How nobody listens to the podcast? It made me remember uh, about uh, a couple weeks now. A couple weeks ago, I got a message from my sister. She's been behind on the podcast, and she just listened to the Return to Oz episode. <laughs> and she said she was feeling pretty vindicated for loving that weird movie and i told her she took the wrong (laughs) message from the episode but no i i think it's it's okay to like things that are weird as long as it's for the right reasons i think she probably liked how much you liked that crazy ass movie 
it like like there something about its aesthetic just like spoke to my soul in a way that I did not expect this movie to because everything else about that movie I think is I think sucks and is bad. But you like the uh, you said you like Numb King and the uh, that yeah and that's the the things that I did like I think outshone the rest of the movie enough for me in a way that it would not do to I think literally anybody else who watches that film like I'm very much an outside case. But that happens a lot to me specifically, I think. Very few movies can be so uninspiring and shallow that I can't take away anything from them. Like... Can you name one? I can name two. Suicide Squad and Batman vs. That fucking movie. That fucking Batman movie. Batman v Superman when they were in court against each other. Because that's... <sighs> Ever since you mentioned that, I realized that is what it looks isn't, like. Isn't isn't that super weird? But also, I'm I'm still convinced that it would have been a better movie if mm. it was literally just like a court drama that just happened to have Superman and Batman in it. Nobody would ever make that film because that would be insane. <laughs> but but oh, I, I would love it. I don't think I got very much out of Brother Bear too. I think that was a yeah. pretty uninspired movie. Yes, that's that is a good example from like our catalog of things we've talked about. Um, I was I was thinking about I was thinking about stuff like I kind of want to do something like almost like experimental stuff. I want us to like each record a sentence of what we thought about each movie, and then like send it to each other and figure out like even though we've already had the conversation, what our different thoughts are. I just, it's just <laughs> this is stuff. This is stuff that pops in my head. I am more than willing to like. I think change up the format of our show. I don't want to do like the one movie thing, but I feel like I there's would, something we can do to make this more sustainable without see, I losing like, I, the I dual like the, conversation. Uh, I do like the the two movie thing. Uh, I even like having a really long podcast, but I wouldn't be against. Uh, changing up the DVD extras to like weirder stuff or even just like shorter stuff because I, yeah. like the, I like the long form conversations but I don't think they're necessary and I think they do lose something when you break them into like 20 minute chunks I, I would be willing to like I think it is more than possible for us to get together and record casual conversation like this mm-hmm. and just release it as a whole piece for the DVD extras that might not be terrible um, and that would be kind of a very vlog-y kind of thing. Yeah. I shouldn't but say I f- that wouldn't be terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it might be terrible, but it wouldn't be, it would be easy to do, is my, mm-hmm. my big takeaway. And I think we both interact with enough media of different ways. Like, uh, you read, you read a lot more than I do, um, but I play like a lot of video games and we both listen to a large library of podcasts one of which i do want to talk about even though we can't talk about it oh okay so i <laughs> i want to mention this for the listeners so they know what we're talking about the adventure zone ended today and it was a well the first season of the adventure zone ended today they're gonna keep going uh but i i loved the finale wait 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 wait, wait. they're gonna keep going you didn't know this? I thought this was... Everybody was talking about this like it was going to be the end of the Adventure Zone. It's the end of Taco Magnus and Merle. 
Okay, so so after this is going to be like a new arc of characters from scratch. Not only that, they're talking about different systems. They're going to try to... Um... Friends at the table it? Yes. In fact, actually, one of the things, without spoiling anything, one of the things that I really liked about the finale is that Griffin did something that I'd only ever seen done in Friends at the Table, which is for a while, for like a short time, they played another game. Oh, okay, yes, yes. And then blended it with D&D to That's like amazing. add and a I... new piece to the game. And it was... It was fun. It was so much fun. Um, and that's now, that's one of the things I loved about it. But it was a great finale, and I can't talk to Andy about it, because Andy is currently I'm on a, listening to it. And I, am, I am a third of the way through the podcast. I'm on episode 23. I am literally a third of the way through this podcast. Oh my god. 69. Six, they ended on episode 69. Not only did they end it on episode 69, but the episode is 2 hours and 42 minutes, 8 seconds long. There is a 420 in that time. Oh, nice. <laughs> right in the center. Griffin managed to do it. I don't know if he did it intentionally. I doubt it. I doubt it. But it's there. Crazy. That would be um, insane. But yeah, but I I sort of want to call my sister and like see if she's caught up in the Adventure Zone because I want to talk to somebody about the Adventure Zone. <laughs> oh, yeah. So good. Also, it would be a bad podcast if we talked about somebody else's podcast the whole time. We should make a podcast where all we do is talk about other people's podcasts. The the sick part is I would do that podcast in a heartbeat. Actually, I, 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 I was thinking like, like something cool. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say all we, I talk about we... would be... Well, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just... Ah, it's this internet. <laughs> ah, I'll never have good internet. Damn it, fuck, shit, fuck. I'm not even doing this intentionally. Like, this isn't a revenge thing. It's like, I genuinely think you stop talking because you're cut out. Like, at the end of words. You'll just, like, you're just like, no, you go on. And then I start talking, and then you start to interrupt me again. Oh, good times. Fuck this internet. Fuck oh, this fucking fuck state. That. Fuck. I'm cussing a hey, lot. Speaking and I of fuck this state, turns out I'm turns out I'm I'm heading a little bit toward our our other conversation. Did you see that tweet uh, that I sent out a little while ago? Um. So there's somebody vandalizing a bunch of Arizona Confederate monuments. Which one? Wait, if I can go, guys. Good on them. Good job. Two. I looked this up just to be absolutely sure, even though I fucking knew already. Arizona became a state in 1912. Yep. The fuck are there? Why are there Confederate monuments in this fucking state? This state uh, has nothing to do with the Confederacy. I can kind of answer that question, actually. Um, is it okay? Is it going to be one word? And is the one word racism? Well, it's. I was going to say it's. It's going to be a, a sentence, and that sentence is: in the 1920s, racist mass-produced Confederate monuments and scattered them all over, like the most racist parts of the country and by I, then arizona was one of those parts okay i also read about that i read that article about um why that one awful statue well it wasn't itself a terrible statue but it you know represents a lot of terrible stuff 
why that statue broke so easily. So, well, it was mass-produced by a bunch of fucking racists. It crumbled like paper in a way that was, like, gratifying. It felt really good to look at. Yeah. But also, like, in that video, there were people, like, kicking it, and it would bend more. (laughs) Which is how cheap these fucking statues are. Oh, God. Like, to the end, like, man. Uh, Oh, I just got to your tweet. 35 minutes ago. No, I didn't see it. Yeah. But it's just, I was, like, looking at moments, and god damn it, Twitter. I can't believe I looked at moments. Um, But that that was one of them. I literally only look at moments when I'm either click the search button on my phone and moments pop up and for a brief second it'll be like, oh, I guess this famous actor is divorced now. Or when I accidentally click on the moments button when I'm trying to sure. get to my uh, bookmarks bar. trying to bar. get notifications or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Um, I have started taking to pressing moments when I'm just like bored and I'm trying to burn some time and my feed's not... Like, nobody's talking right now, and I'll go over to one and it's like, ooh, I wonder what's happening. And so it's like, Donald Trump is just a pile of rancid meat. Yeah, I don't... Uh, that was my whole moment. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Are we... Um, we should talk about... Are we good? Can we, like, um, I'm, like, trying to think of something, something positive that we can talk you, about. You, 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 we did not quite talk about this uh, podcast about other podcasts thing oh yeah i I always thought it would be a fun thing a fun thing to do would be to just listen to like the first episode of a podcast like just a random podcast oh as like kind of like a like a you know how a uh readers digest i don't know if they still do this but they used to do this thing where they would like read the beginning of a book and and then like recommend the book based on that introduction alone like Whoa, like, okay. That's crazy. Yeah, so okay. they would, like, take these obscure books, read the first chapter, and then be like, yo, this book is super obscure, but it's got a strong beginning, and it lo- feels like it's ramping up to something. I would actually, um, you know And basically, what? they would, it would t- be, it, the, the idea was, like, to encourage people to, like, try smaller titles. We just talked about mixing up DVD extras. I would love to do that for, like, a DVD extra if we're just like, why don't we both go listen to a podcast we've never listened to before? Like, I've always wanted to get around to Oh No, Ross and Carrie, or uh, just, like, some random tiny podcast like us. Like, I listen to uh, 15 podcasts. I'm down to 15 again. That's good. Um, I think the smallest podcast i listen to in terms of like audience reach is definitely the film re-roll okay yeah they're pretty and that's only because it's new like it's pretty it's fairly was, new they they got an audience quick they're about a year yes. old and people fucking love them uh i think they're going to be big uh oh, my easily. smallest one is probably wizard cops wizard cops <laughs> it's uh it's it's uh a harry potter role-playing game where they play orders i think i talked about this once yeah we, we've i think we've talked about that multiple times because we talk about harry okay. potter pretty or we used to pretty often i i have something that i can kind of talk about okay. um oh no wait here's a little podcast cereal oh. Cereal? I don't think that's little. I don't think that's little. <laughs> cereal? 
I don't is think that's. Not, uh, it's just a small no, indie. I have a small indie podcast that I can recommend. It's called Car Talk. It's on NPR. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I don't think anyone's ever heard of it. Have you guys heard of This American Life? I hear it's fantastic. It's a little indie scene, but I feel like it's gonna go somewhere. What other popular ass podcasts I feel like, do I know? Genuinely, I feel like a lot of people didn't give Serial Season Two its proper due. But I didn't give Serial Season 1 its proper due, but Season 2 sounded more interesting to me as a premise than Season 1. Season 1 was interesting because at the end of the day, if you really look into the case, this guy clearly didn't do it. And there's like no evidence, not nearly enough evidence to put him away. And Season yeah. 2 was interesting because this was a big deal that a lot of people talked about and a lot of people still talk about. But but it, but 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 the podcast really gets into why this guy abandoned his post, and even just like should the army have hired him? The answer is no, uh, because he couldn't cut it in the Coast Guard. Did you know about this? No, I didn't. Like again, like the only he thing was, he I was, know like, kicked out of the Coast Guard, but it was just after nine eleven, and he wanted to join up, and the army was taking whoever. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember um, that. I mean, this has snowballed so much. Like, this person is, as far as I can tell, the reason Donald Trump thinks it's a good idea to stop, um, to kick all transgender people out of the army. Yeah, the the only thing I know about this is that people keep getting that person confused with Chelsea Manning, who is a completely different person. Okay. See, I didn't know this. Genuinely, because I would see people talking about Chelsea Manning, and I'd think, I don't know who that is, but maybe this person changed his name when he became a she. Yeah, no, uh, no. Chelsea so... Manning is someone else. Okay. <laughs> and... <laughs> but yeah, but that's but that's a big like that's a big common mistake apparently that and the only reason I know it's a big mistake is because I like I follow I followed Chelsea Manning's case mm -hmm. uh pretty much I believe since uh her her attempted suicide I think she, I think when she was being held in Guantanamo Bay at that time or in solitary confinement somewhere um but she had attempted suicide, and I pretty much followed her kind of career, I guess. Career is a bad word, but her uh, arc. That's also a bad word. What's a good word for this? Yeah, arc makes it sound fictional. Her... Life? Yeah, you could I say guess. Life. You could say story and not have that be too terrible. Follow her yeah, but... epic saga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Her quadrilogy, her cycle, the Chelsea Manning cycle. Um, but I follow her on Twitter, and just like I, I very much follow this person, and I know a, more about their story than this other story. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and there, and well, there are was, a lot of moments on P Twitter where people will confuse her with this other person, this other trans mm -hmm. person, and she just says. Not that I'm not that person. Oh jeez. I'm the other trans military person who got into a lot of trouble. But see, the lot of trouble this other person got into was 
being the only POW in the war that we're in, which is kind of crazy when you uh, just talk about that. I feel like we're like slowly like g- delving back into like sad stuff, and I'm just like let's desperately trying to like out of it. Podcasts. Yeah, let's pull the vehicle let's back onto the about. let's let's get oh, this vehicle I back onto the super highway so of happiness. Audio is unusable. God, you're, you keep blow, you blow out the mic, and and now you know what that does, and how hard it is to either cut out the clap or just make it not an unbearable cacophony of shit. Oh, so I don't know why you still do this. It's because I love comedy, Andy. That was a brilliant comedic moment. Andy is not as long suffering as he would like you to think. I, I'm just really, I'm more tired now. I'm not back on my bullshit yet. So to see you back on yours makes me envious and spiteful. Okay. I can, uh, I can fake it till I make it. I'm super good at that. (laughs) I'm just tired. I'm just so tired. I've driven 36 hours in the last week. Fun. Fun, fun, fun. Most of it through most of it through the emptiness of western Texas, which is the least fun place to drive because there's nothing. See, in my opinion, the least fun place to drive is where there's a lot of stuff and therefore a lot of people. I just want to know if I die that my body will be found in at least a week. Uh, I'm Andy, and I have so many demands on the world. <laughs> I I want you to know, Tony. I'm like, I pe- kind of famous people on the internet have retweeted me, so I'm kind <laughs> of a big deal. Kind of famous people on the internet have retweeted me too, but only like authors of Squirrel Girl. That's pretty great. I mean, I fucking love it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm pretty sure are... that that's like your favorite internet person. He is my favorite internet person. Have you read Dinosaur Comics? I have. I still do. I'm behind a week. It's awesome. But yeah, Dinosaur Comics is is great. I stopped reading questionable content. I haven't. In fact, I think... I started getting really annoyed by the characters. I feel like the reason you stopped reading questionable content is the same reason I enjoy it more now than when I started reading it, which is uh, the characters have kind of fallen into this role uh, where they don't really change much. In some cases, not at all, looking at pine size. But there's a lot of great kind of messaging and storytelling that uh, the author, Jeff, I don't know how to pronounce his last name because he's American, but his last name is very French. Yeah. It looks like Jeff Jacks, but it might be Jeff Jackies. I I I always I've always I've always internalized. Can you not? <laughs> I can't. You fucking not, not right now. <laughs> I have. A, I I know people who know how to speak French. This is don't. I there is not that don't. much phlegm in it. Oh wait, Vita must know how to speak French. I know one person who probably knows how to speak French. Yeah. Emma's from the other side of Canada, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's so, closer to uh, where I am right now. So she might know how to speak 
a little bit of French. I think it's a I think it's a school. I think like the entire school system of Canada has like mandatory French in some way. But I that cannot prove that. Sense. It's some bullshit that we don't have anything like that here. Um, point is, I stopped. The reason I stopped reading was because it felt like the world kept getting bigger. But like you said, the characters kind of stayed in the same place. Yeah, and that really bothered me. Like pint size never changes, right? But at yes. some point, robots became the same as people, which basically means now he's like your crazy drunk kid hanging around just the apartment all day, and that's weird. I... And the more I, the more I looked at <laughs> other characters, the more I thought this feels this character's role in the story feels weird um and so i kind of yeah it off but i I'm, i i'm certain people still do like reading that stuff i just i i i, I no longer get it and when i go back and read the old my stuff, favorite I, I think, oh this was not as entertaining as i thought it was a few years ago yeah well and that's and that's it's funny to me because like i i like i read this thing from the beginning which mm-hmm. like oh man it's a deep dive if yeah, if any webcomic has had has had a rough start, questionable content had a very rough start. Mm-hmm. One of those characters isn't even like a part of the comic anymore, and the other two have been relegated to being kind of at the same level of a, what what to me is a very expanding cast. Yeah, they're like okay. I would I would call them like the Simpsons characters that aren't in the family, but, like, are yeah. usually there every episode, like Carl and Lenny or something. So they're there. They're part of the story. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, not... they still have they still have arcs, and they're still going through stuff, but the, it's right. not as focused on them anymore. Instead, we kind of keep shifting back and forth throughout this cast of characters. Um in a way that I do enjoy. I do really like it. I think this style of writing suits Jeff way more than the old kind of gag-a-day webcomic that it used to be. Um, and before that, the video game joke webcomic that it used to be. Fuck, man, the internet's God, weird. Yeah. yeah. Have you? Do you read Sam and Fuzzy at all? No, I don't. Okay, that's... that's uh... That is a webcomic that has gone through so many weird arcs, but still kind of kept the core characters uh, mm. in a really interesting way. And they have grown and changed, and the world has expanded in a crazy way. Uh, mm. Literally, like, they found a secret underground society. And by secret society, I mean, like, different kinds of species, like, billions of them that are secretly controlling the world above ground and one of them is a talking dinosaur and it has gone through so many changes but like still ends on a gag at the end of the at the end of the day like still still ends on a gag day and is still about these two characters even if there are like a hundred other characters thrown in now and I find that one, I find it more entertaining, and two, I find it kind of interesting that he kept that momentum on it. It seems like a hard yeah, you know, like like there there are some web comics that I still read that because of their format, I think 
can 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 be can be the same thing as the times are a change in you know dinosaur comics and xkcd for the most part have the same thesis statement like what their what their goal is for their webcomic has not changed at all which for both of them i think is to be weirdly philosophical and comedic at the same time <laughs> yes and uh that's what i love about dinosaur comics and all but also occasionally with xkcd there will be a coding joke and i won't get it and i will because i did coding for one year <laughs> but at the same time i feel like 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 you have you like when like with the exception of i think those two which are like both like have been around for like almost a decade more than a decade now i think yeah it's been it's been a grip like most web comics will either will either kind of fit like what i consider to be three very set standards of web comic you have uh you have your web comics that uh have an end goal they have a story that they want to tell where they begin and then they end eventually Mm mm-hmm uh, and and the entire webcomic exists to serve that purpose. Yes, usually like, they will, and usually they will be co- they will be published as like a whole graphic novel eventually. Right, like uh, Ava's Demon or Cucumber Quest. Fucking love or... it. Mm. What was that growl about? I was gonna bring up Cucumber Quest because I love it so fucking much. Oh my god, it's a lot of fun. Um. Or I'm trying to find one that other people might know. Doctor oh, McNinja is a big one that ended. Oh yes. Well, I was gonna say Doctor McNinja, but then I thought, I don't. That one was another one that was around for so long that, like, when you said can be put into a comic book, I was like, eh, that's like 800 issues. <laughs> I, in a, also, I think it's in like a two like two big omnibuses. Like you can get the whole also, thing all ten, also, like ten years of comic. It's been a little while, so I feel more comfortable saying this. I hated the ending of Dr. McNinja. Um, it felt very forced to me. I hate I'm... the whole ending chapter. Just the boss rush thing. Yeah. And then, like, oh, obviously this character's gonna die. And then, here's the thing. I, when I was reading Dr. McNinja, I thought, man, I hope he gets past this King Radical thing soon. I did not realize that he was going to be the final boss I for the whole comic because like when he first showed up he was still fighting other stuff yeah I very much I'm conflicted because on the one hand there's a lot of brilliant like comic book writing but on the other hand what started off as like a, a webcomic that is was intended to make fun of comic book storylines fell into this very generic trope ending yeah yeah. That being said, I did. I, the the one thing I enjoyed about that ending is that final panel wrap up, which is a reference to like a joke made in the very first or second story, where one of the McNinjas offhandedly mentions the reason we never show our faces so that we can take off our masks and disappear forever. Right. And I did. I did not expect that joke to have any sort of punchline. But this, but my issue with that was that it also felt kind of forced. Oh, he had to reveal himself. He did. And then killed the only guy who ever saw him. So I didn't understand the problem. Like, they were talking about yeah, honor. Yeah, like I said, everything Dan else McNinja is kind of... Dan McNinja says ninjas yeah. don't have honor. 
And I think I think a lot of my love for Doctor Manhattan comes says it from after those somebody early storylines, you know, where he's punching giant lumberjacks and fighting Dracula. Yes, it's a good comic. I don't like the way it ended. I also don't like that they killed Dracula for a couple of reasons. One, I did not realize Dracula was going to be a boss because he didn't seem to hate Doctor McNinja very much. And then two, Doctor McNinja uses his laser to kill dinosaurs, and. Like, now that's not possible. Now, nobody has Dracula in their pocket for later. Huh. Yeah, and you know, I feel like, I, I think it's really funny that kind of, like, that that author is now, like, like he works for Marvel. Mm -hmm. He, he does, writes uh, big he does, comic books. He does uh, Gwenpool. He does Gwenpool. He does Gwenpool. I'm that's, sure like, his full-time, like, work for Marvel. He's also done, like, uh, like short one-off stories, I think for them. I, I know he did a Howard the Duck story. I know he's done Deadpool too because I uh, yeah he's done Deadpool. A copy of it. I got a copy of at least one of the ones for my uh, brother one here for his birthday. I do want to bring up like one issue I have with a lot of web comics, and then and this isn't really an issue more than like a thing that I have noticed over the years of me reading them, and it's that like this is intentional with questionable comment content. I don't think it's intentional yeah. with other web comics, so I'm going to talk about it in questionable content. Did you cut out or basis. quiet? And that's that. He cut out. Questionable content has a very diverse cast in terms of like <sighs> LGBTQA representation, but in terms of like representation of minorities, it's very lacking. And the reason for that is Jeff is a white stop, dude. Stop! 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 He stop, doesn't feel. Stop! Stop! stop Sorry. Stop. stop. You cut out just before you. <laughs> you cut out when you uh -huh. said, "Here's my problem with web comics." <laughs> so you've been talking for okay. like two minutes. I don't know. All right, all right. Fuck! I hate this fucking internet. This internet. Yep. Um, are we good? Am I good? Yeah, you're good. You're coming through loud and clear. Okay, so. God, I didn't even... All right, so Questionable Sorry. Content has a wide representation. Are we good? Am I good? You're good, you're good, you're good. Keep going. Of... I feel like I'm not good. You're fine, dude. Keep going. Tony. <laughs> Andy. What if I, if I just keep talking monosyllabic? Is that... Is that fine? That's, that's, that's bad Giving you podcasting. so much. You're, I mean, what if, what if our audience, what if our entire audience is like hard of hearing and doesn't want to turn up the, the volume? I'm a All right, well, that they should fucking tell us that on iTunes or something because I can't read their goddamn minds. They should um, tell me if they want me to speak really, really slowly because otherwise I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You're welcome, future me. For that yeah you know let me just start from scratch i i jeff does a really good job representing a lot of lgbtqa like pe characters and people in his webcomic and i admire him for that he doesn't have a lot of minority characters though and i feel mm -hmm. like a big part of that is he is very consciously a white dude and he's just not comfortable writing those characters or telling those stories and he's publicly said this hmm okay 
But I have seen in a lot of other webcomics as well, like these wide casts of white characters. And that's fine, you know, like I, I've grown up living a life filled with white media. But a lot of the reason why I've stopped reading so many webcomics is I'm just like tired of seeing a cast of like two white dudes and a white girl and like going off on these zany webcomic adventures, which has two described a lot a of webcomics. Is pretty much legitimately a 90s TV show. No, early 2000s. Two white dudes work on a pizza place. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> um, I think, well, you know what I think And a pizza shop. True, but I want to, um, I want to throw a caveat in there. Yeah, no. I was going to throw a caveat in there myself. Okay, because I don't think that's a problem with webcomics. I think that's a problem with comics. I think that comics don't have a lot of good representation in them. And I think webcomics are actually better with that because well, I, you don't need uh well i mean maybe the popular ones aren't but the point is that when you write a webcomic like i do you can just write it put it up and you don't need like marvel to publish it for you so a lot of people, yeah and I, I mean i have seen a lot of people like um i cannot pronounce her name uh maybe i can find her comment it's not it's it's not important the point is i have seen a lot of there are more women in web comics and there are more people in color in web comics than there are in um, oh yeah in traditional publishing of comics yeah oh easily like i mean but and that's the thing i'm not i'm not saying that they're not there i'm just saying that like Mm -hmm. like over the past three years i have dropped a lot of web comics in favor of looking for these smaller web comics written by by these uh minority writers if only because i feel like i get more interesting stories because like even even the even like the minority writers that are writing like white characters are doing do something different with their story and like they, mm-hmm. they, they just they just write differently because they're drawing from different experiences yeah like we've both grown up in a culture that like of dominantly white media Mm-hmm. And you can you can pick up on that difference mm-hmm. really quickly. I'm gonna be honest, and this is something I've really only ever gotten into as an adult. I hate this internet. But I do try to seek out uh, media with better representation. Just and it's for that reason is that when you see um, a TV show with like all white people. Yeah. I look at that and I will start to think, oh, well, this is boring. Like, this doesn't feel real because it's all white people. And I know there are people who aren't white people and they could easily be on television. Uh, and it's the same thing with uh, it's the same thing with with women because that's still such a big deal in stuff like TV where you'll get three male characters for every female character yeah and that's that's like another big thing too like most of the rep comics i read are are female written and i love that personally i mean i strive for that because 
I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy particularly, and like, and like, again, like there are male writers that do this too. Part of the reason why I love questionable content so much is, is it doesn't try to be this macho, generically masculine story. I enjoy that very much. And Jeff really loves writing a diverse cast of women characters and he does it very well. Mm. I just enjoy those stories more, you know? And like, I've all, I always have, you know, like I, like as a kid, I, I always preferred watching a lot of uh, a lot of these kind of uh, aimed at girls TV shows. Uh, a big part of that is probably because my older sister watched a lot of them. Do you know what I learned about those that I thought was really interesting? Yeah. Um, they can get away with more. I did not know this. Yeah. Uh, but and I did not know this until I read an article, somebody talking about how the Batman movie was secret the Lego Batman movie was secretly gay and it was gonna turn all your kids gay. And somebody else <laughs> I remember talking. that. Some and and there there somebody else wrote an article about that article about how the people who complained about Lego Batman and about Adventure Time never complained about Steven Universe, which is super gay. Oh, or it's so My gay. Little I love Pony. Uh, and the reason is because they're girl shows, and for some reason they don't—they're just not on the radar. Uh, although I wouldn't call Steven Universe a girl show exactly. It is a very feminine show, though, and it—and it wants yes. to be that. Um, and, and that's I not. I think a... it's it's fucking awesome. Well, when I yeah. when I heard it described to me, it was a magical girl show. But one of them's a boy, and that's not really true. But it's still not a terrible way to describe it. Yeah, I feel like only Pearl really fits in a magical girl type, like character. I mean, they're also alien rocks, so like it's yeah. not it's not the same thing. Like I I when I first watched it, I expected it to be closer to Sailor Moon, but like one of them was yeah, a and I mean, for some reason, which would have also been fun. This is like this there's is a lot something of people that... who have done goofy stuff like that where it's like sailor scouts but yeah one of them like the same uniform with the dress and everything but he's just a, a dude which i don't think is inherently good or bad i think it's just uh i do think you could tell an interesting story from that because what i learned living in a house with a 12 year old uh 12 year old girl is that there are a million of those tv shows i didn't realize there were so many of them do you know, like, every yeah. other anime is a magical girl anime? They're really good, Tony. You know, I haven't really Well, okay. One. I didn't like okay, Sailor like, Moon, and then I kind of didn't like again, any of the others. Most anime is a mistake. So, <laughs> so when I say they're really good, keep in mind that anime is still a mistake. That's a, that's a that's that's a hill I'm willing to die on. I love a lot of anime to death, but holy shit, it it's I I so much of being it is bad. Mad that Sword Art Online was bad because I wanted I wanted to watch an anime where the plot was if you die in the game you die for real, and like in Yu-Gi-Oh, they take it super seriously and nobody ever questions the fact that it's the stupidest thing ever. Because that was always my favorite part about Yu-Gi-Oh! Was nobody ever took a step away and said, Guys, they're playing a card game or somebody's gonna die. Like, nobody nobody ever took it there. Everybody was 100% somebody's gonna die. I wanted that. I want more of that. There And there, there are, like, episodes where characters, like, fucking 
die. But then, because magic, you know, they're fine. You know the you know uh, in the the Japanese name for the episode where Joey loses is Jonochi dies. And this is because he dies medically. His heart stops. Stops. And they need to take him down to the to the hospital where he is in a coma. And unlike in the English version, it's not a magical coma. He is in a coma from having the ever living shit beaten out of him. Ugh. I find it. I find stuff like that super the... entertaining. But yeah, like 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 you said, like they're they're. It, it this happens in video games a lot too and ever ever since i played the original mass effect video game i think any any role playing game that allows me to play as a female character i often will cuz that writing goes so much farther and in so many more directions than than the male version of that character I don't play video games very often. Yes, but I know the like when the last character. I'm trying to think of the last time I made a character, and the last new game I made a character for was um. Oh, do you know what I did? Actually, I was gonna say Dragon Age, but that's true, and I didn't finish it, so it's not important. Dragon Age. One of the things I got super mad about was. KOTOR 2. Yeah. Because if you play as a female character, you get a different person than if you play as a male character. Yeah. Which means that for each of those people, the main point that they exist is to have sex with you. And that sucks. Yes. yes. That I sucks I hated that hard. so much when I realized that. And I was madder about the handmaiden character because I thought she was kind of interesting and the revelation that she doesn't exist if you can't bone her really made me mad uh, yeah see see mass effect fixes this problem and i say this in heavy air quotes by letting you choose which of the two bland ass humans you want to bone and letting the other one die perfect so perfect. so it's like it's like they're making you choose to not let the other character you don't want to bone not exist which is kind of super fucked up in its own way yeah like could you imagine rough could you imagine if in kodor 2 you got the handmaiden and the, a fucking other guy i don't even remember what the fuck he was i think he was he just was a dude disciple he was like in a library on dantui and i'm not even sure if i ever got to the bottom fuck. of the story but yeah like could you imagine if like 30 minutes in it would just be like hey uh, which one of these two do you want to bone? And you'd be like, I mean, if I have to pick, I guess I'll pick this one. And then the other one just dies. <laughs> Fuck. Like, is it, right? Like, that's the... That's it's bad. It's framed as a solution in Mass Effect, but in a way, it's kind of just lazily doing the same thing, but mm -hmm. making it a player choice. But it's still a non-choice. I don't know. So I've been playing... Um, my For my birthday, my siblings who are all still in Cleveland sent me a PS4 with Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age. <gasps> yes. Which was super cool of them. Uh, because there was... Okay, so this might be something I've talked about. I've definitely talked about this game. But there's like a summer of my life 
that me and my brothers just literally spent inside playing Final Fantasy XII. Something I found really interesting when I was replaying this game is, yeah. you know, it's got three male characters and three female characters in your party, which I like. I like that you have an, an equal amount of men and women yeah. in your party. I find Fran really interesting. Have you played this game at all? I haven't, but I think I know who Fran is. Is Fran the bunny She's woman? Dead. Yes. Okay. She spends the whole game, because you don't, when you change armor, it doesn't show on the characters. So she spends this whole game basically walking around in lingerie. Yes. She is the least sexualized woman in video games fucking ever. And that's not to say that she's not sexualized. She sometimes kind of is. But video games are so terrible with it. Yeah. That the fact that she's walking around in lingerie is, like, not a huge deal. And her character I... is basically... When I was playing this game, I realized her character is basically more like Groot. Because she acts alien. Yeah. She, like, she's she doesn't act, like, super, super sexy, like a femme fatale or something. She acts like the world around her is not really her own. Yeah. And that's interesting to me. Also, like I said, it's basically Star Wars. What she is is she's Chewbacca to Balthier's Han Solo. Except this is like a Chewbacca that Han Solo wants to fuck. They might do, but Have. it's not now. clear. Uh, like, they, maybe. The, from, they, definitely, from, they, they definitely have. From, like... Yeah, from like the 30 minutes to an hour I know about this game, there's some kind of tension there, but it's really hard to place it as either like, like, is this sexual tension or is this like platonic tension that these two just have from being friends for so long? Like the the game really keeps it vague for the first hour. I I don't know if that changes. Because if it was like straight up, oh, these two are boning, then I would hate it. But the fact that, that you just... I mean, it makes you more interested in the characters when they don't tell you something about them. I'm going to send you a link on Twitter. Okay. Um, I need to find it. I'm going to find it, and then I'm going to send it to you. Um, give me a sec. Yo, the back of the uh, Lion King box calls Rafiki a wise mystic baboon, which is true, but they shouldn't put it on the back of the box. Like, hey... Do you want a movie with a wise mystic baboon in it? Because nobody knows that they want that. Just <laughs> I don't know how to re- silence here. No, I understand, but I I have there is nothing I can do with that in terms of conversation. <laughs> like you're right. Nobody nobody walks into a movie thinking, God, if this movie doesn't have a wise talking rap uh, baboon, I'm I'm fucking out. I'm gone. I need to know. Does this movie have what I crave? I uh, probably not, my dude. But hey. Yeah, it's basically just the one, really. Yeah. Three, no, actually. Three. I guess Tarzan could count. I don't know. They're not. There's no baboons in it. There's no baboons, and there's not one of them that's wise or mystic. I mean... Kerchak is pretty wise. He's just also got anger issues and trust issues. Yeah, he's not like a bad dude, but I don't know how wise he is. All he thinks is... We don't want these white men around, which Which, smart. let's be smart. fucking no, real, good, man. That's good some idea. fucking good, rational shit. I think I've told you about this, but fucking Tarzan of the Apes, the book, is, like, all about white supremacy. 
there was a live action like Tarzan movie that was made that came out like a, two years ago or something that okay. I watched why illegally because because I saw the trailer for this movie and and there is a scene in that movie where the main character gets into a fight with a bunch of the the movie calls them cannibals oh boy uh, and I was so like shook by this representation of an African population that I couldn't believe that this movie would double down on it. So I had to watch it to know. I was like, there's no way of all the things that a live action Tarzan movie is going to hold on to from the book that they would bring that shit back. He terrorizes what they do, Tony. Those, he terrorizes those people. They're just regular people. He hangs them and steals their food. Yeah, the, this movie frames him as being the hero against this vague group of African men. It's bad. Oh, that movie fucking sucked. The book also fucking sucks. Just so yeah, it's know. a good it's a good adaptation of the book in that way, I guess. <laughs> fucking, fucking. Ugh. All right, I cannot find this. I'm gonna keep looking for it, but I'm just gonna talk about it. Okay. So there is a Lord of the Rings game coming out, uh, called. Oh, it's, uh, it's the, like the, the, the yeah, middle the spirit one. Yeah, Middle Earth Shadow of War is what it's called. Okay. And in this game, the giant, horrific, man-eating spider Shalob, who you remember from the movies as being the fucking like spider that attacks Frodo. Yeah is portrayed as a sexy woman in a skin-tight dress. Nah. Yeah. But that takes place in the same universe as the movies. No. Like, everything about this thing is the movie. You see Gollum, and he's fucking Gollum. Yep. But they, they did it. Now, Lord of the Rings is a very female, scarce... Uh, franchise of any of of fantasy like this is true you got most, you got most of the chicks stay at home you got Shalob you got that woman who was who who was not a man and because of that let her kill one of the ring rates or whatever yeah she was but cool. apparently like the only woman in that army like if you stop to think about the implications yep no women in that army okay and then there's a few elves, uh yeah there's a uh, yeah there's the there's the the, the really beautiful elf that Gimli's like give me a piece of your hair and everyone's like that's weird and then there's Aragorn's like girlfriend <laughs> and both of them spend most of their time just kind of smiling mystically into the distance I always kind of saw uh the beautiful elf as kind of well okay one she does what all the other elves do. And she also kind of does what Gandalf does, which is, like, be super powerful and then leave for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Which happens anyway, that... a lot in Middle-earth. But yes, there, there aren't a lot of female characters to work with. So I'm not opposed to them, like, bringing Shelob giant man-eating spider to the forefront of the game what i am opposed to is the whole 
I am a generic sexy woman with high cheekbones and a skin tight dress representation because she's a giant fucking spider that eats men. Yeah. And there's no reason for this. Weird. And like, like in an interview, they tried to excuse it like, no, there's totally like a bunch of lore that supports her being a sexy woman. Uh, there is fucking not. Uh-huh. I, J.R.R. Tolkien, I don't think knew enough women to imply that this would be a possibility. Damn. His best friend was C.S. Lewis, Tony. And even they didn't like each other. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking nerds. (laughs) Arguing about the fact that they both hated each other's genre of fantasy. (laughs) And they also both hated the fact that the other had a Santa Claus-like character in their book because the only person who can have Santa Claus in their fucking fantasy is me, goddammit. Anyway. It's bad. And the reason I want to bring this up is because there is a game that I played called Near Automata. Now, Tony, I just want you to Google N-I-E-R-A-U-T-O-M-A-T-A. Okay. Uh, and then go and then click on images to have safe uh, search turned on. And I, just look at this I main character. Safe uh, I live on the edge. Okay, well, she's not naked. Oh, well, no, here we go. Um, wait, what? No, okay. actually from the game? Uh, I, probably not. Okay. But I don't know what you're looking at. So. Uh, well. Okay, well, okay, is it the one where there's, like, a giant dragon? Like, a lot of panty shots. Yes. Yeah. So. Ugh. This game. Also, Also, hey, this is, um, this is has nothing to do with the point you're about to make. But this dragon is the ugliest looking fucking dragon. Like, you can... I've seen good dragons. They're not hard to do. I, well, uh, I mean... It looks yeah. like a giant quivering ball sack. Oh, okay. Then that, yes. That image is that image is official from the game. I am looking That's at it right now. Fucking gross. Okay, so... I mean, that, her, that, I, now, I mean he's that, also gross. Point that is, costume yes, is okay. DLC that you have to buy. That's not the official costume in the game. But... Here's what I want to point out. Okay. The reason this character wears the weird kind of gothic made sexy outfit that she does Mm. is because the head director of this game likes girls in sexy outfits. That's it. That's the whole reason. He came out and said that. Mm. Now, do I like this? No. I, I don't. But... I like the fact that this guy's like honest about it. On top of that, the outfit she wears literally is not it's not talked about in any way. It's not really like other than a couple of like weird like cutscene shots isn't really like fawned over by the game's camera in any way. Mm-hmm. And per- does not pertain to her character arc in any way or the story. So when people told me that this game was good and I saw this art, my first thought was, oh, fuck, anime was a mistake. <laughs> but I played it. Very anime. But I played it, and what I found was a oddly touching philosophical story on whether it is worth it to preserve humanity, the concept of humanity, which I did not expect. I mean, it wasn't the first thing that popped into my mind when I saw these pictures. Right? And kind of my point is thus. 
if you're a dude and you want a girl dressed in a sexy outfit, that's fine, man. Live your best life. But don't try to make it out as being anything more than that. Mm -hmm. You know? Don't try to excuse it. Don't try to fucking, like... No, but actually, girls not wearing clothes makes them more powerful female characters. No. Kate Beaton already made fun of that as far as it can go. Yep. No. Yep, yep, yep. I was going to say, um, as far as the... I could send you the cover art for the Final Fantasy Zodiac page... Age, um, and uh, Fran is doing some strong female charactering up there. Let me. I'm gonna look this up. Give me a sec. It's not terrible. It's just noticeable. It's not like that Catwoman picture. <laughs> well, like the first image I get is literally like just like a frame shot of her like boob window, which is nice. <laughs> it totally is. So uh, that's not what I'm looking for, but no. Um... Okay, here it is view image yeah that is some uh, she's on this oh, like uh she's God. on this like weird motorcycle thing and just yeah, she's like, like at a 90 degree angle yeah like posing everything uh wow. and that's that actually absurd i'm positive that that is like actually a pose that kate beaton drew <laughs> well it's absurd but again i like looking at that i think well that's kind of gross and weird but again she is like not very sexualized in the game and i find that kind of fascinating about her because i could definitely imagine just hating this game because this one character is like i always... i will s also yeah. like all all the dudes are also half naked yeah like i was gonna say the one thing <laughs> i really like about final fantasy is like they they let their dudes also have, like, boob windows and midriff shots. <laughs> like, like this is a franchise that aims itself, its male characters, as much towards women as it does its male, uh, its female characters towards men, very unabashedly yeah. so. I think um, that's true. Not, not to an extent that I would say is equal, but to an extent that I would say is commendable and makes, makes it a lot of the Final Fantasy games feel less gross. Well, it's like, um, so when I was, when I was younger, we used to play this game all the time, so it was one of the first, like, video games I really got into. Yeah. And then my brother got, uh, if I can't remember the name of this, I'm not gonna be able to get it across, am I? Yeah. What, what's, what's the other big, like, anime-looking one? It's like a fighting game, I think? Guilty Gear? Nah. Nah, it's like a fantasy, it looks like Final Fantasy. Dissidia? Nah. No, 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 no. I'm really like, Street Fighter? Like, man, you're not giving me much to work I, with here. I know, I'm giving you absolutely nothing. Point is, it looked like Final Fantasy, and... Are you sure it wasn't Guilty Gear? I, yeah. I, I, I can't, okay. I don't remember what it was, but I know it wasn't that. Okay. Well, here, let me Google it just to be sure. Yeah, I was gonna say like 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 when you said it looks like Final Fantasy, nah, this is the no, no, no. only thing. Okay, these, okay. These, this is like this is like two D Final Fantasy. It, it was like three D too. It was uh, King of Fighters. Nah. All right, we're gonna stop playing this game. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Point is, it was a, it it was visually a lot like Final Fantasy to the point where they also had characters dressed like Fran, which is basically in nothing. Uh, but these characters were, like, instantly more sexualized. Like, as soon as they would take a step, they'd be showing off their asses. 
And as soon as they would fight, their boobs would jiggle. And I would look at that and I'd think, I can't play this. This is ridiculous. Like, I don't okay, want to play I... something where, like, that's all I'm seeing. I've narrowed it down to two contenders. Okay. When you said that. Is it Dead or Alive? Okay, I would know Dead or, dead or Alive is not like Final Fantasy. Okay, then it's this other one whose name escapes me. Give me a sec. I, I think I know what game this is. Fuck. Just give me, just give me, just give me a quick second. Oh my god, Soul Calibur. Oh yes, it was Soul Calibur. Okay. Ah, oh, I, I won this game that we that I said we should stop playing, but I won. <laughs> Congratulations. But yeah, Soul Calibur does like it makes its female characters work hard, and it's ridiculous, and it it was just like not not very good like i i, I didn't <laughs> like it and i expected it to be the same because all the characters look like final fantasy characters and then it just wasn't final fantasy is this weird thing because i don't like most of final fantasy you know i think that's but i like me. yeah but i like final fantasy enough that when they announce a new game i look it up to see if maybe maybe like this is going to be the next one i'm into you mean a new you game know? that's not final fantasy 14 again was it thirteen? I mean, 14 like an MMO. They made a million of. Thirteen, 13. they made three times. Yeah. yeah, and nobody liked the first one. Yeah, yeah. as far as I'm I can tell. like I, and I'm watching a let's play of, I'm watching a let's play of Final Fantasy X two, because See, the, the people thing, doing Final it 10... are. Okay, I, are you going to say it's good? What I was going to say is. What I was going to say is when it gets when it gets down to it for me, what really keeps me in a game or gets me away from a game is the story. Yes, same. And Final Fantasy Twelve is I said this before, it's just Star Wars. It's Star Wars but fantasy instead of uh science fiction. Sci fi. And it has and one of the things I liked about it when I was a kid was it was semi open world. Like, you could always go and explore the world, but it had a story that you had to finish, too. I don't I don't know what they call that. I'm sure there's a specific word for it in gaming. It's not, not really, honestly. Like, gaming okay. genres have become so blurred that I personally would call it a game that... It's been described as a limited open world game, which is about okay. as helpful as fucking nothing, so... Okay, but that doesn't mean that I can say, like... Final Fantasy X has basically no open world elements. Once you're on a path, you keep going on that path until you get to the end of the path. Yeah. And also, its story, while probably more original in Final Fantasy XII, is also bonkers stupid. Oh, it's real. It's real bad. Now, there and are some there are some it, people out there who do like this game, and I'm sorry for you. Oh, oh, but one other thing, I mean... The other thing about Final Fantasy X is that it's just a turn-based strategy game, which is fine. Uh, Final Fantasy XII has a type of gameplay that I've only ever seen in Final Fantasy XII. I love it. I, I, somebody described Final Fantasy XII's combat system to me uh, in a podcast I listened to. Mm. And what I didn't know about Final Fantasy XII is apparently you can, at a certain, you get to a certain point in the game where you can, like, use like basic programming statements and automate yes. your entire oh my party God. no no no! that's the best part about this game that's where dragon age got it but even the dragon Dra like Dra dragon age is super limited by what you can do 
Okay, so in this one, in, in this, you can... I mean, there are limits, but basically you don't have to worry about the game's AI being fucking stupid. And you go to a shop and you can buy certain commands and then and the commands are like like fifty bucks, which is which is nothing to you with your Yeah. Most Final Fantasy games basically get into yeah. Like the yeah. fifty to hundred thousand range of what is it, Gil? Yes, it is Gil. In in Evilise at least. And, and so like I'll have a couple characters who know certain types of magic and I'll tell them, you know, if a character's knocked out, automatically use rays on them. Or if you run into a, uh, an enemy that's weak against fire, cast fire. And stuff like that. That is so fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite. That's that's one of my favorite things about this game because so few games ever do that. Like, Dragon Age 1 has it, and it's there, but it's very limited in what you can do with it, and it's also not very effective. Like, the, the AI in Dragon Age is really fucking dumb. It's really fucking dumb. Okay. To the point where if you play, if you want to play Dragon Age on, like, like, I tend to play video games on normal or hard difficulty, it's more useful for me to pause the game and just give individualized commands. I get, it's more effective to do that. The game... Mm-hmm. There's no reward for using the automated system if you want to do your best at the game. I And from what I've heard in Final Fantasy twelve, not only is it better for you to uh, to use and abuse this automated system, but like like as the game goes on, you have to do these like what I've heard are like like these like hunts and these like dungeon grinds to yes. do yeah, the story. Yes. You can just automate your way through the whole thing. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, so sometimes See, now I'm talking about this. So sometimes you'll get to a dungeon where everybody's, like, weak against air, but they have super high hit points. So you tell all your mage characters to always use air all the time. And so they do that, and you blow through the fucking dungeon, because they're on top of it, and you don't have to think about it anymore. Stuff like that is cool. I love that shit. Yeah. Or, like, Libra. So Libra is, I believe, in every Final Fantasy game. In this one, it reveals traps. And... I, whenever I used to play this game, I would forget to cast Libra and step on a trap. You can just tell a character to automatically use Libra all the time. <laughs> and they'll just do that. Ah. Oh, I'm sorry, I fucking, fucking love this game. Love it to death. It's so weird to me that this didn't get a direct sequel other than a, like, a DS release that has nothing to do with this version. And that instead they yeah. went, they made Final Fantasy Thirteen, which is a game I played for two minutes, and then gave up on because its aesthetic was gross and the gameplay oh, was it's, stupid. It's and that's I think, I think that's my biggest thing about Final Fantasy games is if I cannot enjoy their aesthetic, it, that's usually enough for me to just go. You know what? I'm gonna try a different game. Mm-hmm. So, 15, which is the most recent one, is the closest a Final Fantasy game has gotten, I think, since 12, to having an aesthetic that I would be willing to try out. But the only reason I haven't is... It's... it's, it's I'm sorry. It's another sci-fi no, one, right? Sort of. Okay. It's it's very sci-fi. I haven't been... I but haven't it's been also like my ear to the ground. I've been playing this, like, 15-year-old game. Well, to be fair, they remade it in HD, and I'm... I, oh, and I, they made I, it so you can control espers, and that's just the coolest thing. 
Sorry. No, you go. It's I, fine. It's I, fine. Like, I, like I, I, I was gonna I say, I saw. I think I saw more, more fervor from the fans of Twelve, in ter- like, like in terms of just like wanting people to try it and play it, than I saw everyone who enjoyed Fifteen kind of, like speaking its praises. Like, I like, like the the air is, I got of is 15, Fifteen is out. Fifteen has been out. Oh fuck! Then I totally agree because I did not know that. Yeah, like I, it, it got to like I, I didn't know when it. Came, like, the only reason I knew it came out is because like again, I keep my ear to the ground on video game news. But sure. most of the consensus I got from Fifteen is it's good enough, it's fine, and a lot of people have played it, and that's good for Square Enix. But All when, right, well, nice. when yeah, but when the remake of Twelve dropped, I got like no less than every single one of the, my video game podcasts that I listen to have at least two people in it like hyped about it and like excited to replay this game because they so fondly and vividly remembered it's like it's combat and it's story and it's characters and i was like that that's that's more appealing to me i do you do you know something that i love about i i keep on talking about how much i love this game but one thing i really do like is what i hated about skyrim which is it's like a nice looking game uh in fact yeah, Skyrim is ugly as fuck. The only game that I could really compare it to, as far as like pure aesthetic, would actually be uh, the new Dragon Age game, Inquisition. Yeah, and I think that if you, um, I genuinely think that the people who made Inquisition love Final Fantasy twelve. Uh, I can see that but, there. There's a lot of a lot of their like the way that their armor is shaped looks a lot like what I just saw in that cover image. Yeah, and um, but like Inquisition was the first game I felt like I had played in forever that was like bright, and you could walk around a field or a desert, and it would be bright, and you and 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 just like nice looking. And Skyrim didn't have that, and that's why I kept going back to Skyrim. Like, hey, this game has good mechanics, and then walking away because it was fucking ugly. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Mm. And that's like that's what I loved about Final. That's what I love about Final Fantasy Twelve is that it doesn't look ugly. You'll be walking around a desert, and there will be a dinosaur there. You'll be in this desert with a dinosaur, and it's the coolest fucking thing. Yeah, I like my my favorite game like of this year that came out this year that like I bought I bought a PS4 to play this fucking game. Mm. And and I'm on my like I'm on my second playthrough of it and I'm it's it like it blew me out of the water in every way is Persona Five and that game like lives and breathes an aesthetic that I love that I know a lot of other people won't but it speaks to me in such a specific way that, I've seen like, you hyped and a lot of other people hyped about Persona Five like you, yeah you keep talking about how great Persona Five is it's it's like it just like it like dug its claws into my heart and it won't let go <laughs> which is a great thing that i just said because that's basically like the premise of the game is stealing hearts and it fucking took mine like i love it it everything about it like it's something that i appreciate in video games that i feel like a lot of people don't and i think the only reason i do is because i've done coding i like a good mm-hmm. menu system i love a good menu system okay because because unfortunately, especially in video games, you interact with menus a lot. Yes. A lot. And if a game doesn't have a good menu system, 
I I can I it'll it I can get turned off really quickly and get really tired of playing it. Like Skyrim is a great example of this. Skyrim's menu fucking sucks. It's clunky. It feels fat and fuzzy in a lot of places. It like, takes a while it, to load. I always want to yeah. up the menu. It would like take a second. Yeah, which isn't what you want. And I know a lot of people when they play it on PC replace it with a fan made menu system that's like a lot cleaner. Yeah, but even that is like it's it's so cluttered and full and mm-hmm. full of like stuff that like I just I get tired of it. I get tired of it even with the fan mod. Like I get tired of it because it's and and a big part of that is due to the game's mechanics. You could pick up a lot of shit in Skyrim, which means you're going to have a lot of shit in your menus. But fuck that. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. Like I don't it just looks bad and I but but immediately like when you press start on Persona 5 like like its menus are so dynamic and the sound effects are so crisp I was just like I spent when I got the game and I put it I put it in my PS4 and like I had my two friends in the living room I think I spent about 4 minutes just like pressing up and down and just like going through the menu in the main menu to like options and clicking options and like scrolling through the options menu up and down just to listen to those noises and see those visual like signifiers i was like i was basically like uh testing the menu andy can i be real for a second (sighs) yeah that is almost the nerdiest thing i've ever heard i think that's i i yeah don't get me wrong it's it's fucking adorable but (laughs) (laughs) i i just i just love a good menu man and persona 5 is like the sexiest best menu i've ever had in a game like it's right. so good. When you called it sexy, it stopped being adorable and started being weird. Just I, so you know what yeah. my limit is. No, but like you have to understand, like like there, there are silhouettes you in this to, menu of like people like slapping. No, it doesn't like it doesn't like <laughs> it doesn't like fill me with sexual feelings. It just looks really good. I like we've both. I think I think we're both, for better or for worse, very in touch with racial politics and feminist politics because we both want to be well and i am i am not a sociable person and therefore the friends that i still have are the friends that have always been remote because we've always been able to keep in touch with each other yeah so that means that all my friends are on the internet and a lot of those friends are 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 words a lot of those friends are women and I'll see stuff that affects them a lot. And a lot of those friends are, well, maybe not a lot. Um, a handful of those friends are somewhere in the LGBTQ, LGBT, L? It's hard. <laughs> I know. LGBTQ. It, all right. put A at the end of that. LGBTQA. Which I, yeah, which is... It took me a long time to get used to saying that without, like, having to about it. Here's the thing. I've seen a lot of people drop in the queue, and now you're telling me to add an A. I, I want to include asexual people. Most people leave it at LGBT. I go with QA because I know, I I personally know a lot of people who identify as either queer or asexual. So, so Q and A mean more to me than, say, L and T. Okay. But they're all part of this large community, you know? So right. I, I... But, but, okay, so, so the point is, I know some people in the community. Not a lot. Like I said, about a handful. 
and I don't want to see them stepped on very bad very much either. And so this is the stuff I end up paying attention to because it very indirectly affects me. <laughs> I think I think the problem, and I say that with heavy air quotes, is that me and you like even though like I I do know a lot of people, I am very sociable, but there I have like a small circle of people that I would consider close friends. And I think the problem is is that me and you, again, problem in heavy air quotes, are very empathetic towards these friends that we have and we do our best to educate ourselves about them when they are outside of our experience because we want to be good allies. Yeah, I think that's I think that I think that is true. Although I eek this here's the thing right now i sort of hate that when you said that you kind of made it about us yes and like again <laughs> fuck that i'm a piece of shit for doing that yeah but absolutely. like but Go also hell. yeah but also yeah like i uh like uh, <laughs> we're not doing this for the praise we're, we're doing this because it's how we are i fuck. have I, uh, and there's no way of saying good, that i guess I without have... sounding so fucking full of myself I have literally never gotten praise for just, like, being a halfway decent person because that's not something you should get praise for. It's not I have, you and it feels gross. Cool. You know what feels gross? Cool. When a fucking, like, white-ass white dude <laughs> walks uh, up to you and says, you're, like, I, you're, you're, uh, yeah, good for you for, like, speaking out about this stuff. And it's like, fucking dude, you could do it too, man. It's not that hard. I read I read a couple of articles on the internet and I follow a diverse group of people on Twitter. Like it's that's all it takes. It's not that hard. Uh, but yeah, but apparently it's fucking Dark Souls. <laughs> Did you read Octopus Spy? No. Okay, that was another comic that I like. It finished last year, early this year. Let me see if I can find. I'm not gonna be able to find this. I want to see if I can find the actual thing I'm thinking of. Give me a hot minute. I was gonna say when you mentioned Octopus Pie, like I was like, I know that webcomic. I've never read it. Why do I know it? And it's because twenty six people that I follow follow the person who wrote that webcomic. That makes sense. <laughs> That's pretty much how I found it. I believe. Ryan North Let's is like new reviewing can... on this one. Flip through this real fast. I want to see if I can find the thing because it's such a great, stupid moment. And it perfectly reflects what you were just talking about. But I'm not sure if... Jesus, this is a long chapter. Not sure if I'm going to be able to <laughs> find it. I'm... Okay, 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 okay. Here it is. Oh, fucking... Oh this Jesus! Is, uh, fuck! This is bad podcasting. I, I should mention this is the this is an amazing. This is exactly what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Oh my Jesus! Yeah, it's super gross when a dude gets complimented for like yeah a basic human being. Like, this is one of those things that's hard to talk about because by talking about it, we're bringing attention to ourselves. We don't want, it's, and we that's, don't, that's and we thing. don't want. That's not the point of like why we do anything. You know, like pers like me, like I like the reason well, I, I care I, about all this stuff. I'm being honest. Or, I 
do make this podcast to bring attention to myself a little bit. I mean... Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, obviously. Like, there's a little bit of narcissism in what we both do. Yeah. But this specific topic... But this topic, yes. Yeah, like, like we're not we're not doing this because we want to fucking, like, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker get a gold medal at the end of Star Wars. That's not what this is about. Those were symbolic. The, the rebellion needed a win. Uh, I'm just... I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> but, like, if... But, like, uh. it's a weird way... I mean, when you look back on it, it's a weird way for that movie to end, but it also makes sense because at that point they needed to celebrate something because they were all about to book it the fuck out of Yavin before the Empire came down on them. Yeah, it... That makes sense to me. Star Wars is a weirdly paced movie. It's still looking back kind of a weird scene. I think Uh, the reason it doesn't make sense is more because of what happens in the next rest of the series. Okay, that's, that's, you know, that's pretty fair. Point is, you you were... I sidetracked us, that was on me. No, it's fine. And you know, like, like, I'm grateful when people say thank you, but it feels gross because it shouldn't be like a one in a million miracle to be a good person. Right. Yeah, it shouldn't be something that you need to be thanked for. I don't want a participation trophy on this. Boom, millennials! Yeah. God damn it, fuck. God fucking... Oh, I'm so mad at you right now. I'm mad at you now. Now I'm mad at you. I cannot. I cannot. I decided to lean into it. Just give me a second. Just give me a... Just give me a a minute. Maybe a lifetime. I just need to recover. Uh, I feel like... I feel like my entire world was like flipped 90 degrees when you made that fucking joke. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like my head <laughs> feels bigger. It, it, I like had an out of body experience. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. <sighs> I'm a twenty something on the internet, Andy. I gotta do it. Are we? Are we good? If you want to end it on that <laughs> note. <laughs> I... Good, 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 good. Oh, I am the. <sighs> No, 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 no! Energy! I am the ghost of John Smith! We haven't even... But I do want to point out, we haven't introduced ourselves this entire episode. I know. Episode. Guys, we fucked up bad. Guess what? We've, we've, been, we've done, like, how many episodes of this podcast and we're still not good at it? Well, episodes or recordings, because, like, 30, 40, maybe 40 episodes, but, like, that's... We've like recorded at least two days of content that's fair look guys and we're still not good at this look guys guys, stop judging us well judge us but then give us five stars for no reason on iTunes aces thank you I mean hey you know what I wouldn't I wouldn't expect anyone to be good at at doing podcasts because I it's I'm a I'm a 22 year old man and I still occasionally miss when I try to drink out of a cup so I'm just saying nobody's uh Pobody's perfect. Pobody's perfect. So I have been uh, Tony Robusto. Thank you for listening to Direct to Video. I have been VHS. Uh, VHS. DVD extras. I have been time. Andy Reyes. Shut up! I'm just getting there. <laughs> I'm just getting to it. Uh, we have 
Uh, you can find me at royalty underscore valence on Twitter. You can find me at theaterbats on Twitter and at my website where I post a comic inspired by trueevents.org. It's really good. Oh, did you see that? No qualifications? That was great. Aces. Oh, no man. No qualifiers. I... Damn it. Every every ounce of my strength to not like have a snarky comment at the end of it, and I failed. I, it's it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Everything's everything's aces. So okay. So for the last, I, I want to mention this. For the last, uh, I'm not a good artist. For the past two comics, I have had a giant tiger head in it. I am never going to use this tiger head again, and I keep on looking at it, thinking I put like effort into this stupid tiger head. And I'm never going to see it again. <laughs> I... Uh, uh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm... Give me a sec. What? I can't believe you put this much work into a throwaway bit. You put more work into this throwaway bit I think then you do for most of the comic, which you told me is minimal effort because you're bad at art, and yet you did this. I got it into my head that I needed to make a giant tiger head, right? And then yeah. when I started making a giant tiger head, I was like, I should look up what a tiger looks like, because that's how you do that. And I did that, and I started like making it actually look like a tiger instead of just because this is stick figure webcomic. <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't need to look like a real tiger. And yet... <laughs> oh, man. This is, this is fucking hilarious. This is, I think, the... Uh, this is the funniest visual gag you've ever done. This is, this is part and, of my charm. It's funny that I can say that because you have done visual gags before, which is, again, weird... I don't think anyway. I've ever I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever told you this but I have told my friends this you are one you are like your comic has one of like my favorite jokes I've ever read in it oh no okay and it's it's the it's the one where uh I wish I could remember the names of your characters I had it saved to my old phone but it's where they're in a hot air balloon okay and she's like listing off all of the crazy things about the world Mm-hmm. And I think I think one of them is like everyone like everyone knows why the chicken crossed the road. I don't get why people keep asking that stupid question. <laughs> like that poor chicken is just trying to get to its destination. Leave it alone. And oh, I remember that. Uh, yeah, I'm like to you were you you gen <laughs> like you you are genuinely one of my favorite writers when it comes to your webcomic. It's really good. Oh, that is way too is, fucking nice. Oh, thank you for that. Uh, it's not. It's not true, but it's nice. <laughs> no, he, I just did the thing. I just did the thing. I do this all the fucking time. I can't take a compliment. You, yeah, hey, you know, not not everyone, not everyone's uh, I, as perfect it, as me. It, it, the, you know what? That's a good point, Andy. <laughs> it pisses me off so much that I can't like say thank you and let that be it. I have to assume somebody's lying to me. Have you? Do you want to practice? I can just like throw compliments at you. Absolutely, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> that is like, if you ever, if, if you guys ever want to find a major source of anxiety for me, 
actually start leaving us positive iTunes reviews. I'm gonna... Yes, please. I'm gonna, like, start DMing Ryan North to so that he can tweet at you compliments, and I want to see what that does to it's, your entire world. It's gonna, like, freak me the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that might be, like, the best prank I ever do. I want you to know that unless immediately after Ryan North tweets at you, I send you a text message that says I met Ryan North Ryan North in person that it's it was not provoked by me. That's gonna be the calling card. Oh <laughs> Or is it? Oh god. <laughs> this is my revenge for your shitty millennial joke, by the way. The people loved it. I still haven't recovered. I'm in the hospital <laughs> right now. The nurses say I might never make it back. To my body, that is. Because, again, I feel like you punched me out of it with that joke. So just so we're clear, you are floating above your body in a hospital with all your recording equipment. By the way, quiet hospital. Way to fucking go. I went to the ER and it was beeping all the goddamn time. Uh, and, uh, you can communicate with me. Can you communicate with the nurses? Well, yeah, Tony. I am the ghost of John Smith. Motherfucker. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. I forgot the name of the dude whose music we use because it's been so long since we've done that. And we're, and we're bad the at podcasting. The music you're hearing right now is... Penguins, Penguins on, Parade on Parade by Lee Rose is here. Can we... In the show. All right. Okay, I'm gonna stop recording. I feel like like we've both kind of just like like yeah like the like the big point is is like we like we like 